Hey guys, welcome to Real Talk with Real Sisters. Today, I'm going to be talking about budgeting in this solo episode, how I manage my money, and why I'm so organized about it. So as you can tell, Brooke is not in this episode. It's just me, Emily, and I just am really passionate about budgeting my money and where I save it. So I thought it would be a fun episode to just dive into a little bit of why I am like this and, you know, some goals that I have for this year. And so I guess I would just start off with saying that I wasn't really taught how to manage money growing up, but I did take some classes that my mom really thought was important for us. So growing up, we obviously didn't have a ton of money, as you can imagine, with five kids. And I think that kind of stems into why I feel like I need to be in control of my finances, just with having a cushion of savings and everything. I think I saw our parents struggling with money, and it made me want to be more in control of it. So with that, my mom, I think she really saw the importance of us saving and really managing our money well. So she was the one that actually put us into Dave Ramsey classes. And I think even though they didn't really teach me a ton about money, I think it shifted my mindset into, okay, you can't just always spend. Um, So that was a good thing that my mom did for sure. And I think it should be, I think everyone says this, but I think it should be more of Uh, something that's taught in high school. I mean, I was homeschooled, so we were able to take classes at our co-op and actually a Dave Ramsey class was one of those classes that we could choose from. But as far as public school, I don't really know if they teach financial classes like budgeting and how to manage your money. Um, As far as I know, they don't. So now that I'm an adult... I actually use the Every Dollar app by Dave Ramsey because it's free. And I've tried to get into Mint in the past, but it didn't really work out with the cash transactions. I don't know if it's changed now. I would be able to use my card and I'm pretty sure it's synced up, but if I were to pay for anything in cash, it wouldn't give me the option to add it or it was just really hard and confusing. So... I just ditched Mint and went for every dollar. It's just more customizable because you can manually add every expense. So you can also get the paid version for around $5 a month, which will sync up with your credit cards. And then you'd only have to add whatever you spend with cash. But I'm all about saving literally every dollar that I can. So I'm fine with adding our transactions on our credit cards and saving receipts and stuff and thankfully John is too because we both use it together now Um, but when I budget at the beginning of the month usually I budget for all my main expenses first and then I add in some fun spending categories based on how much I want to save that month so I'll add stuff like shopping restaurants miscellaneous whatever I want to spend money on that month. And also if it, there's like somebody's birthday, I'll add that into for gifts. And then I'll add my savings right into a budget line. 
And something that John and I have to budget differently this year is actually for this summer and pretty much every summer that's in our future because John is a teacher. So even though he does summer school in the summer, it doesn't pay as much because it's half day. And there are a lot of weeks where he is off and not working and doesn't get paid. So that was something that we had to navigate last summer, especially with like all of the projects that we were doing around the house too. So even though I make money on a weekly basis, it was still just almost a shock to have to be like, oh, wow, we didn't prepare for this. Um, We, you know, are redoing our patio, uh, buying a fireplace, have to fix the roof, like all of these things come up and you just don't expect it because for four months prior, you're like, oh yeah, like we have a decent amount of money that we're saving each month. We can definitely spend a little more than normal. Just saving a little bit more each month this year specifically to spend this summer just in case we need it or we have something like the roof is leaking and we need to fix it. And with that, in my adult life, I've always liked to give myself some type of money-centered goal. And before I was married, it was usually just a savings goal because I didn't really have any knowledge of anything else like that you could do with your money. I didn't know really about investing or, and I didn't have a house, so I couldn't like do anything with my house. Um, But now that I'm married, it has shifted in a new way. So John and I want to pay off a huge portion of our house this year, if that's possible. I kind of always knew this in the back of my head, but at the beginning of a loan, you pay the most in interest because it's literally the only time you're going to have that much money that you owe for the loan. So Right now, we are paying more in interest each month on our mortgage payment than we are towards the actual principal of the house payment. So I want to focus on putting extra principal payments each month so that we will save on our interest charges for years to come. And the goal is to have the house paid off in five years. I think that's attainable. At first, John and I were like, Well, I was not John and I, this is me telling John like, oh yeah, we should just pay it off this year. Like just spend this whole year focusing on paying off the house. And he kind of brought me back and was like, "Em, this is a marathon. This is not a sprint. We can't just throw all of our money towards the house. (laughs) So I think five years is a more attainable goal if we just continue to try to make extra payments each month. And John bought the house almost four years ago and it's crazy because we still pay more towards interest even after four years so that's just crazy to me and I want to get it down and since we have uh, a decent cushion in our savings now I think we feel more comfortable putting money that we would have saved towards the house because if we didn't have a savings there would be no way that I would feel comfortable putting any extra money towards the house But my brother Shem made a good point. He said any big purchase or any project that you do on the house, it's going to cost you, I don't know, 3%, whatever. I don't know how much percentage it is for our loan. Well, let's just say it's 3%. So if we we are talking about doing, redoing the kitchen, 
uh, making our basement into a livable space and do having like a gym down there. So we were talking about that. We're like, oh yeah, we could totally, you know, save some money and make this house more of our style and what we want. And especially since I'm spending so much time at home now. So we were talking about it and we were talking with my brother Shem and he's like, just so you know, like every project that you put money towards is an extra 3% because and I know it's like confusing, but if you think about it, let's say we put $10,000 into the basement, which I don't even know if that's accurate of how much it would cost, but let's just say we put 10,000 towards the basement we would be paying an extra 3% on that because that could have been $10,000 that we put towards our house and that we wouldn't have to have paid 3% interest on. So that just like blew my mind and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to do anything on the house until we get it paid off. Like I just want to pay it off and then not like that we're actually making money off of paying off the house, but we're not going to be spending tens of thousands of dollars in interest if we can pay it off now. I don't know if this makes sense to anybody. It probably doesn't, but it literally blew my mind and I was just like, okay, we need to get this done. Also with the savings, I know like that's a pretty hefty goal for the year is to put all of our savings for each month towards the house But I also want to try to put some of our savings each month into a mutual fund or something that's going to earn money by just sitting there. If you think about it, it's kind of silly to just put all of your money in a savings account at the bank. I think for my bank, every $10,000 that's in my savings, I'm only earning a dollar a month. So... That money can start working for you if you can invest it somewhere. And that's something that John and I really want to work towards building up this year. And he already has a mutual fund, but we haven't really done anything with it. It's just kind of been sitting there like we haven't put anything towards it. So I kind of want to put money towards the mutual fund that we already have that so that it can continue to build up. And then, you know, maybe we could use some of that to pay off the mortgage when we're really close to paying it off. Then I guess to end this episode, I thought I would share my worst purchases of 2020 and my worst purchases in my teenage years, early 20s, because what's a financial episode without some awful purchase stories? And I think last year, it's not really a bad purchase, but a purchase that we wish we could repurchase was our gutter guards. We definitely needed them, but we didn't negotiate the price enough. So basically, John and I were talking about, you know, how we needed to clean out the gutters because we have a lot of trees around our house. And I was like, I don't feel comfortable with you getting on the roof every single year to clean out these gutters. I would rather just get gutter guards pay for those and be done with it and you never have to worry about going on the roof. So we were looking through the Clipper magazine that we get every so often and I was like, oh, there's a couple places in here that are advertising that they do gutter guards. So we should kind of get some quotes from each of them. And so we called 
this one that actually in the Clipper magazine, they had, I think it was like 10% off coupon. Um, but the guy came over and he did, I don't know if he like did some inspection of the gutters and, um, kind of gave us an estimate and John was talking to the salesperson. He was only supposed to give us a quote and he told us it was going to be like $5,000, which is ridiculous because I don't think that's even close to what it's worth. And John was like, oh no, like we'll think about it. You know, obviously we were just getting a quote. We didn't really want to purchase anything that day. Um, and then the, the salesperson, of course, it's like, you know, what would you pay to commit to the gutter guards today, which is such like, it just brings me back to when I purchased my car. He's like, what would you pay today to buy this car? Like, what's your number? And so John went back and was like, well, it's not really the price, but it's just the timing, you know, because we had just actually purchased a fireplace that was going in. So we really didn't want to spend any more money that month. So John was just like, yeah, it's not necessarily the price. I think it after the discount, it came down to like 3600 or something. Um, and then, of course, the sales guy is like calling his friend and he's like, oh, we could get it down even more if we have another job in your area because the guy will already be out here. So the, he was calling this guy. He's like, oh, yeah, like... I can take off $500 since we we have a guy coming in next Friday. If you want to do it, we can do it next Friday and we can get it down $500 more. So it just felt like very salesy. We ended up going with the price that he gave us, but I think we could have gotten it down even more to like under $3,000. So it's just like we needed the gutter guards and we're glad that we have them, but it really just put a bad taste in our mouth like I don't know just not our most proud moment of a purchase and in saying that John and I are very thought out in our purchases we don't just buy things to buy things or like we don't just go with the first person that gives us a quote um, I'm like such a deals type of person I want to be saving every dollar that I can. So I don't really have any other things from last year that I regret buying. I will say in the past, I've had many purchases of cheap clothing from like Forever 21 Target that I've regretted literally like a month afterwards. So it's definitely not worth it to buy cheap clothing. And I think we've talked about this with Brooke in her simple living episode about how she buys high quality clothing and it will last a really long time. So even though you're spending more on clothing, it's going to last you a long time. And she makes sure that she buys really timeless pieces that she's not going to want to get rid of in the next season. And unfortunately, a purchase that I regret in my past is actually my used car. So I had to purchase my first car pretty quickly. My dad got in a car accident around the same time as Brooke. And so it kind of left me in a weird place where I had to buy my own car. Like I couldn't use the car that my dad was letting me borrow because he needed a car. And so I had probably about 
three, I think it was like three weeks that I took to buy my car and it was a Chevy Cruze. I definitely went around to each dealership and each dealership that had a Chevy Cruze that I liked, either like the color um, or the interior, I went to and got like a quote for. And I was always anti-lease because of Dave Ramsey, but ultimately I ended up spending more on my cruise over the three years that I had it than I will be spending on the lease that I have right now in the next three years. Well, two years now, because I've had it for a little over a year. Um, but I did get a really good price on the cruise. It's not that I I necessarily regret the purchase price. It was just the expenses that came with that car. So it was only five years old when I bought it. But I don't know, like, maybe it's because it's a Chevy or because the cruise is just like an awful make. I don't really know or model. Um, but I spent more on it than I would on a brand new lease, which is just crazy to me. And even though my monthly payment was only $150 each month for that cruise, I was spending at least a thousand dollars on it once a year. And then a couple hundred in between that. Um, so and now that I don't drive a ton, even though my office is like right down the road, it's not very far, but I'm working from home now. So now that I'm working from home, it just doesn't make sense to have a used car. It makes sense to lease for me. And so now I'm over one year into my lease and I still have around 2,500 miles to go before hitting my first 10K miles. So I have 10... My lease agreement is 10,000 miles a year, and I got it last November, so it's been a year and two months, and I still haven't hit 10,000 miles, which is just crazy to me. I'm sure if I was driving into the office every day, I'd have hit my 10,000 miles for the year, but it's just so crazy. Like, I don't know. I was just so anti-lease because of Dave Ramsey, and my mom also was very against it. But I think it's a good choice for us, especially since John has his own car. He bought his brand new. So it's. I think it's good, especially if you're married or in a relationship, to have one of each, you know, like one car that you can call your own. And, you know, if you go over on your miles, you can at least use that for trips, but then also have a lease that is going to be really reliable that you can count on. Um and not really have to worry about taking it to the shop every few months. So I think with like the lease, I was just very traumatized by fixing the car all the time and not knowing anything about cars just drove me crazy. So I'm like, am I getting gypped or is this like a good price? And not really knowing anybody that could fix my car for me. I don't know. So I guess if you have somebody in your life that is good with fixing cars, it would make sense, but I don't, and John doesn't really know how to either. Although I will say I did change my rotors and brake pads on my own, and that was a very proud moment for me. Not on my own completely. Shem helped me because he had done it on his truck, 
But it was a very proud moment for me. I was like, wow, I actually fixed my car. So I think if I knew more about my car and I could fix things like that, then it would make sense. But it just doesn't. Not right now. So that's it for today, guys. I hope that you were able to, I don't know, get some inspiration from this episode and just get more inspired to save and to manage your money well because obviously God calls us to be good stewards of what he's given us. So it's something that's very important to me. And I hope that you guys have a great day, a great week. This is the beginning of the day for me, so I'm about to start work. And yeah, I just hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you next time, most likely with Brooke too. (laughs) 